Okay, are you ready to go? I'm always ready. Are you? Are you though? Yeah, sometimes I give off this vibe like I'm not ready, but then I then just, just am ready. Big time surprise everyone with, hey guys, I'm ready. I lower people's expectations so that when I do something <laughs> good, it seems even better. All right. Well, let's get the party you... started. Yeah, whenever you feel like it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael, and I am back by myself. No one is here. I've decided to just do the show on my own. What's that? Somebody... Oh, my bad. Somebody is actually here. And, of course, it's Marty as normal. Marty, how are you doing today? <laughs> I was really close to just like, all right, fine. I can just leave the room. It's fine. You can, you can do this if you want to on your own. You don't you don't have to have me here if you don't want to. <laughs> um, that was really random. I didn't plan it or anything. It just kind of came out in the moment. <laughs> and that's probably why it was so cringy there. But it, it's a thing. We're nerds. That's what we do. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's definitely definitely something I could have done as well. <laughs> I beat you to it this time. Yeah. All right. Well, how are you doing today? It's Saturday. You know, it's been good. How's it going? I'm doing fine. It is Saturday. It's it's also been sort of like a weird day in a way because um, I've been sleeping really badly lately. So mm-hmm. it's Saturday. Don't have to work. So I just slept until. Are you sitting down, Michael? I am sitting down. 10 a.m. What? Is that even a time on the clock where I'm not at work? Yeah, I I know, right? I slept until 10 a.m. I I got up and, you know, um, and, and, you know, just I was the only one up because my girlfriend had had been up all night watching some television series. So (laughs) I I knew she was going to be out for a few more hours. I was like, oh, I'll just go make myself some breakfast and go sit in front of the computer. And, you know, that's basically just been my day. And all of a sudden it it was 2 p.m. And I was like, oh, I feel like I've done absolutely nothing today. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, I wish I could have done that, but as I mentioned before, I do have a new kitten in the house, and she wanted to be up early, so it was 7 a.m. on a Saturday for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, my cat did wake me up at 7 a.m., because, you know, that's usually roughly around the time where it's it's feeding time, you know? So, But I was like, yeah, nope, it's Saturday, go away, good night. Yeah, my kitten gets fed usually 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Because sometimes she'll wake up at 5 a.m. Mm. So it's just like, let me give you some food and just have you leave me alone while I get an extra hour of sleep before I have to go to work. <laughs> um, so that's kind of the schedule that she's on. So she didn't get food. Or actually, I think Selena woke up at like 5. We both kind of woke up, but mm. gave her some food. And then she decided to start wilding out again around 7. So I just got up. Other than that, hmm. um, what you been uh, what you been watching? I we talked a little bit about this during the week um, about how I've wanted to watch it, but I haven't really been able to sink that time investment in. So, mm-hmm. tell people what you've been watching. Well, it all started with a random YouTube thing that just popped up in my in my feed, and it was from Critical Role. Uh, the D&D guys and I was like hey this uh, looks kind of interesting I started watching it and it was just really really interesting and it was like a, something that happened in, in campaign number two that they did mm-hmm. um, and it was just such an amazing event that happened and I was like holy crap that sounds amazing but what led up to this how does this come to be what is this I need to know um, so I started watching Critical Role campaign number two um and has just been sinking the time a little bit of time into it and and michael i have to totally admit it is a whoa a time commitment Mm -hmm. it's like each episode is four hours plus um because you know it's the indeed just takes time that's just how it is and you know so far i've seen the two first episodes so eight hours of this um it's it's pretty good i'm quite enjoying it um it also does have those moments 
I mean, you you play, play D and D, you know. There's just those moments where not too much is happening. People just mm -hmm. chatting, trying to figure out stuff, and obviously those moments are not always super exciting. But then other moments when they roll natural twenties and everything <laughs> just goes, or or you know, natural one for that matter, um, which creates some some pretty cool moments. So so far, I'm quite enjoying it, but I also kind of know that I have a quite a road ahead of me because I feel like I think it was like. That event that I saw happened was in episode seventy four, or something like that. So, I've yeah, that that's a little bit of a few hours of of, of you know things that that I need to get through. <laughs> Now, have you watched the first season? No, I have oh, not. Oh, you just I'm... jumped in with season two. Yeah, I just jumped in with with season two. Uh, I've, I've actually never watched Critical Role, and uh, and. Yeah, I'm like I should have watched this ages ago because it, it's so good. But you know, four hours—it's just a long time. It's not—it's yeah. not something you just sit down and watch four hours of. And I think it's probably also crazy me saying that because then we're talking about oh, we binge watch this thing and you know a full season of something which is easily four hours. So you know, <laughs> maybe I should just uh, uh, stop speaking and don't complain. <laughs> you know, for those who don't know, Critical Role is a D&D group that is headed by Matt Mercer. And Matt Mercer is a voice actor. And he has a bunch of other voice actors with him there. And they are playing Dungeons and Dragons together. So that's why it's these four hour long videos because it's their play session. And D&D mm -hmm. &D on average lasts three plus hours. So yeah. um, that's why the videos are so long. And it's actually really well done because obviously being voice actors, they're able to get into the characters and just give a different perspective that maybe normal people wouldn't. Mm. And I really like the way that they do things like Laura Bailey's in it. So she's I so think, good. Yes. I mean, all of them, are, <laughs> all of them are good, but she's just exceptional. Yes, I, we're, I just, we're fans I, of the Laura Bailey. <laughs> yeah, we are. And, and I just love how because I, I didn't really realize this, but, you know, they, they do create characters with an accent and stuff in mind sometimes. But mm -hmm. what I really, like, think is so funny is that when they're not talking out of character, they keep that accent. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if it's, like, conscious or, or not, but it's just so funny that it, they just keep talking like that the, the whole session through. Yeah, I think that, like, usually when I play, I try to... Well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um mm. But yeah, it's a good time. If you've if you haven't seen Critical Role, definitely go give it a chance. And if you're going to start from season one, please just know that I think the first episode or two is a little bit slow because they're just trying to build into it yeah. um, and feel it out. But it starts getting better, so definitely give it a go. I haven't watched too much of it because, as we discussed, it is a big time sink, and it's like. Like we mentioned, we watch things for four hours at a time, but none of those things that we watch have a four-hour timestamp on it. And I think that mm. does something to us mentally, where like, if yes. you listen to podcasts and you see 30 minutes, you're more likely to listen to that 30 minutes versus maybe an hour podcast. But you might listen to two or three, four episodes of the 30-minute before you realize it, and then you're like, wait, I could have just listened to that hour one and listened <laughs> to two of them. So it's just so kind of a mental thing. So what you're saying is that we should cut this episode, uh, just cut it in half. When we, we usually record an hour, just cut it in half and release two episodes at once. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, because the thing is, is that we're just so good at it <laughs> that people can't. Instead of us being like the 30 minute versus the hour, people compare us of the hour versus the hour and a half to two hour programs. So okay, okay, yeah, we're kind of in a different category. So don't Fair worry. Enough. Yeah, I have statistics that prove this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see them one day, Mike. Maybe we can talk about that after the show. <laughs> okay, well, something that I did see other than statistics that may or may not actually exist is I was preparing for my other podcast, the All Hollow Screen podcast, and I wanted to watch an episode or a movie, and I had no idea what to watch, I'll be honest. Uh, I was thinking on doing a certain type of show, but then I didn't get around to watching the movies that I had to for that show, and I couldn't watch sci-fi horror because next week is going to be or next episode is going to be something special about that so i couldn't do that so i just threw on netflix and i was like let me see what what's on netflix and there was a movie that popped out and it was called the babysitter 
Now it popped That's out. That's a reality show, right? It's a reality show. You follow babysitters and 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 people of you know uh, uh, sitting babies. And stuff like that, no, right? Marty, that's called stalking. Okay, we don't do that. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> Just following babysitters, like no, no, not we. You know, in the show, we're following babysitters. Not I'm following babysitters. I don't but... watch shows where I follow babysitters. So no, no, but it's a reality TV series, right? That that. Uh, that's I think there's like one something like that called like the nanny or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's different it's just, than babysitters. It's just, it's just like that, right? Nobody calls the nanny the babysitter. Nanny's technically older, usually. Um, anyway, it popped out to me. I was like, let me see what's going on with this sh- with this movie. And it was a very fun, very fun movie. It pokes fun of itself. It's very humorous with like, it's more of like a comedy with horror elements built around it. Um, essentially, the general gist of it is younger kid, probably about 12 years old, has a babysitter still, the only one on the block, but his babysitter is hot, so everybody's a little bit jealous of him because he has the hot babysitter. Well, it turns out that she happens to be a part of a satanic cult, and he happens to see some things that he shouldn't have seen, and the movie is kind of based around uh, him trying to figure out what is going on. Um, The interactions between the characters are fun, they're quirky, they're over the top, and it's just a good time. If you want to hear a little bit more in-depth, uh, be sure to listen to the All Hollow Screen podcast, self-plug, where I will be talking <laughs> a bit more in-depth about the movie, but I will say that it is a very fun uh, horror flick, and I think mainly it's horror just based on like the blood, the guts, and just kind of over-the-top uh elements but it's a good dream time. girls can be a nightmare <laughs> that's the tag from the poster i mean just look i'm just uh, uh, just google and just watching uh you know images that pops up and it sort of gives me the uh same feeling as uh, what, what are they call scary movie and, and, and those comedies and in, in that so it's genre. not as like on the nose as okay. those ones like those ones are specifically like spoofing mm. on horror movies while this yeah, one yeah. is more of like like yeah, we're kind of we're kind of having fun with it, but we're not like spoofing too many things. There are some What's things up? that are cliche. Yeah, we're not having that. <laughs> um, but there are some really fun moments. And if you're just looking for something to have fun with, maybe even somebody who's not into horror, but you're trying to maybe bridge that gap, this might be one of those fun movies to do so. Fair enough. Okay, now what? in the world is next on your list because I'm not exactly sure what that is. <laughs> You're not sure what that is. Well, good thing that I know what it is. It's uh, <laughs> I, I played a small 15-year-old game. I don't know if you know it. It's called World of Warcraft. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I know you dabble in it from time to time. I, I Nothing dabble. too serious, though. No, no. I just dabbled in there. And um, recently... I have been. It, it's been difficult to find people to play with in my group, uh, in my guild. If I wanted to do Mythic Plus, because people have their set groups and stuff like that, I'm, I'm fairly new to the guild, so you know, I, I haven't. I'm not so privileged um, <laughs> to have a, have a, a set group of people to play with every week. I mean, I do get invited sometimes when they're missing a person here or there, or, or you know, if someone is overslept, things like that. So it's not like I didn't get anything going, but I didn't. I haven't been able to get anything, you know, regularly going. So I started looking into that little thing called the um, Dungeon Finder, where you can find other people to play with inside World of Warcraft, and um, you know, I've, I've met a few people that are actually pretty cool. Uh, so I've been doing this thing where I'm like, hey, do you want to just add me on Battle.net and then maybe we can do something later? I've actually, you know, been playing the game like we used to back in back in <laughs> Vanilla, adding people to, to, you know, friends lists and ask people if you need someone and, and stuff like that. And um, actually, it's now happened on two occasions that I was just doing my own thing, minding my own business, and all of a sudden I got a whisper. Hey, dude, do you want to come play some Mythic Plus with us? And I've been like... Hell to the yes. And <laughs> it's just, it just feels so good, dude. It just feels so good to, you know, not having to struggle and, and, and you know, have to f- get your group together on your own. I mean, I still do that um, if, the, if, if these people aren't online. But it's just, it's been nice to just be like, hey, do you want to come join? And, and you know what? It kind of feels like I kind of got that old vanilla feeling back mm-hmm. where you log in and all of a sudden you have some people whispering like hey we need a healer or hey we need a dps over here or something like that and it's just been it's just been feeling good mike it's been feeling really good that's awesome that's kind of like that's kind of the dream right is that if you 
have to resort to jumping into the looking for dungeon, you would hope that A, you get into a pretty decent group. It doesn't have to be a group that like kills the content like super fast or is over doing it, but you do want a competent group, right? Like people that know what's going mm. on, or at the very least they are open to criticism and open to suggestions on like, hey, don't pull that right now or don't do that. You just want a group that has like the group's interest at heart. Mm. You hope that, and then I guess like the end goal would be exactly kind of what you got there, which is maybe I could find a group to play with all the time, or yeah. at least relatively regularly. Because even in, unless you have like a really large active guild that is constantly just throwing people all over the place, then you do end up in situations where if you enter an established guild, you're kind of on the back foot in terms of groups. Yeah. Because you do have those groups that have like their own little private thing, and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing against that. Um, it's just it's a natural thing yeah. uh, that happens throughout the course of the game. You find your people, and you just want to hang out with those people. You have them, so it does kind of suck though sometimes when you're trying to find a group and you see like there's other two other groups already in dungeons, mm. and you're like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm, I'm here too. I'm I got also I got here. the heels." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have to say, though, I do have to say quickly that, that actually last night, uh, one of the guild crews, but I mean, I think one of them was an old and he was the one arranging it, but still, he's a pretty good geared old and they did ask me if I wanted to join in because they lacked uh, that one DPS. So we did do, what was it, a 13 and a 14, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is fairly high key for, for, for scrubs like us. So um, they, they do invite me from time to time. It's not like I'm just out here on my own, um, but, you know. Um, I'm just having having a good old fun with with with, ran, with well not so much randoms anymore. It, it's starting to become. We found a, f- uh, a few other people as well that that I guess we're close at, at forming a, a sort of like a group of people. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Um, I will say also on the World of Warcraft front is that we downed two more bosses on heroic for our guild, the the Knights of Chipotle. Uh, <laughs> We had, we did have a block with um, Lady Inerva, if you remember correct. If I remember correctly, like I mentioned it before, that we weren't able to down her, uh, and we spent a whole night last week trying to get her down, and we weren't mm-hmm. able to. But this week we came in, we cleared the first three bosses, went to her, and we downed her within about an hour and a half. Nice. So it was pretty good. And then we got to start on Artificer, and we took down Artificer as well within, like, the last 15 minutes of the raid. Nice. So it was um, a pretty good night, and my heals have been improving steadily throughout, except don't look at the logs for the last fight because I died, and (laughs) um, (laughs) the parses and the stuff is not very good there. Do you have the legendaries? I do. I'm using the... um, uh, what is it? The one where your guardian spirit pops because so, you die and then you get not, reborn? Not only did you die once. <laughs> no, I think I might have uh, <laughs> still been in something, okay? I could have died to trash and then it wasn't active during the fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's really annoying with, with that legendary is if you do PvP with it on and you're surrounded by hordes and all of a sudden... You die, and everyone else is killed off as well. And you and you just hang there, as you know, and a, a guardian or spirit angel or whatever. And you know that in a few seconds I will rest up, and I will have ten hordes around me just looking at me. <laughs> I'm just gonna get annihilated any moment now. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. Um, but it's been really good. I've actually been doing a lot better on the heels front. I've been. Uh, I've been like second and first occasionally on the heels, which is really good mm. considering that uh, I think I'm the lowest geared healer. Okay. Overall, so I'm doing something right um, on the fight, so I'm enjoying that. So things are going well on that front. That's cool. That is cool. I, I know we shouldn't talk too much about World of Warcraft, but can I say one thing? And that is that I'm playing the priest at the moment mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm not raiding, and 
I'm, I used to be a healer, just like you, but I'm the priest. I'm just enjoying having... I'm having so much fun just being DPS at the moment. So I've actually been DPSing with the priest and in the group of people that I found, one of them is actually a healer. So so I've been DPSing as a priest and starting to actually get a proper feel for it and, and uh, you know, occasionally, most of the time, I'm in like the top one, two of, of the DPSs. So that's that's that feels pretty good considering that, uh, you know, I've never really DPSed on the priest before. That's cool. I find Shadow to be fun in moments. It's probably due to me not really having like the best handle on stuff. Mm. But when it clicks, it does click. It does feel really well, especially when you're like just blowing up mobs and stuff all at once. Like that's pretty fun. Yeah, it just feels so good when everything is lined up. You have your dots up on everything, and then you just press the big button, and and you just see, you know, your 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 fifth place on the DPS jumping from <laughs> fifth up to one, and you're just like, yeah, take <laughs> that, mobs. <laughs> All right. Well, something that I've returned to at least as of this morning, I jumped back into Wolson. Um, which we talked about several times on the show because I remember when it first came out, we were both playing it fairly well. I was having a bit better luck than you were. Mm-hmm. And then we tried to play it together and it didn't really work very well. Um, since then, there have been several updates that have come through to try and stabilize the game, make balance changes and things along that nature. And I still have yet to beat the game. So this morning I was trying to figure out something to play. So I jumped on Wilson, and it took a little bit of getting used to because it's not as forgiving as some other ARPG games where you can't just like jump in, kind of wiggle around a bit to figure out what's going on without dying. Um, You are a bit squishy. So it took a little bit to get back into it, and there were some jitters, and the game did shut down on me randomly. (laughs) Didn't give me any notification or anything. I'm just assigning skills, and it just shuts down but i jumped back in and after that i had no real issues it's um it's still fun it's still fun um i haven't gotten to like a major boss where i've been struggling to do anything and there are these um these hunts in the game which i don't remember being in the game before where you're just kind of going through the level and you can hunt prey and it's like a stronger enemy that if you defeat it you get like a little bit extra gear and things like that I didn't get anything of worth from it, but it was a cool little side thing where like you add modifiers and things like that to your hmm. character for that battle. So it's pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, I, hopefully I'll stick with it throughout the week. And if I have time to continue playing it and just hopefully get through the game this time and just kind of at least say that I've gotten that and then maybe start a new character from the beginning uh, and trying to level on the the newest patch because some of the I'm on what's considered a legacy because mm. once that update came through your character your previous characters were all in legacy and they wanted to switch everything over to their new system so that's why your older characters couldn't come all right so how, how is it these days uh, do you do you feel like a big change or do or would you have to jump into the new version for to, to... um I don't feel like I'm dying as much. I don't Mm. know if that's just, like, because I kind of have a little bit better grasp on the game than I once did um, to, like, normal enemies. Like, I'm not dying to, like, normal enemies as much. Like I said, I haven't really gotten to a big boss yet, so I don't know. Mm. So maybe they've lessened up. Uh, One negative thing was when I jumped in, all of my points were not allocated to where I left them. (laughs) Yeah, and that's both with... um, like your main skill points, your attribute points, oh, and God. your uh, your ability points. Because if you remember in this one, you could attach uh, modifiers to your abilities to change their their nature from like lightning to poison, or maybe their their cost or their damage mm-hmm. done. So that is something that if you haven't played in quite a while, you're gonna have to redo all that. And I couldn't find a good guide when I was looking when I was looking for builds. So I just kind of randoed it. Um, I seem to be doing okay so far with the random. So hmm. we'll see how that goes. Um, all of the build guides that I had found were not related to the gu- to the build that I had been building. Hmm. I'm going for like a pure mage and 
I was finding like gun mage builds and I'm like I don't even have the abilities leveled up for a gun mage build so um, that is something that A I have to do a bit more research on and B kind of sucks <laughs> yeah. yeah because that's a lot of points you need to assign if I remember correctly um, because there's like so many rings of stuff you can you can spec yes. into so so yeah, I mean it's it's one of those games that I still haven't finished it, and I sort of on one hand want to jump back in and, and just get it over and done with to at least experience the, the story, but on the other hand, it just pissed me so much off back then. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if it, if it's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. So last time we talked about Resident Evil Two and me installing it, and mm-hmm. I have not played it. I haven't played it. I'm I sorry. thought you just misspelled it, and you put. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I did not jump into it because I have other games that I haven't finished. Volson being one of them, but I didn't play Volson. But I jumped back into Spider-Man Two, uh, where you play as Miles Morales. Oh, okay, because okay. yeah, because recently I did also rewatch, or at least I started rewatching Into the Spider-Verse fell asleep halfway through it not because it's boring but because i was tired um, <laughs> but so i just got the i just got the spider-man bug a little bit um so so yeah i jumped back into that game and you know it's just it's such a good game it's just nice it's just it works it, it it's that's just it's just it just I don't know works what it, is. Todd Howard, it, just it just works, works. <laughs> yeah exactly so you know, I just had some fun with it. Um, obviously, you know, uh, when you've been away for a game for a while, like Spider-Man with a lot of combos and stuff like that, you do tend to be a little bit rusty. I was and probably still am a little bit rusty. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, luckily I started the game on a fairly easy difficulty because I do remember last time that I was, that I was struggling at some points uh, in the game. So I was like... Uh, apparently I was thinking forward when I created this game or like yeah let's just create it on a little bit lower difficulty because you probably won't be playing it in one go and uh, you know future no past me was 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 just so forward thinking it was amazing I'm never that forward thinking and I always put the <laughs> game hard and then I come back to it if I take a break and I'm like why is why am I dying so much did I ever really play <laughs> I this don't, game I don't remember dying this much what's happening so yeah <laughs> But no, I, I just really like the, the, these Spider-Man games. I mean, I think the only thing, if I had really had to put my finger on something, is that in the first game, all those side things you can you can do felt natural to the world and natural to just the game thing, what you were doing, where it is starting to feel a little bit like, hey, go collect a thousand feathers. Um, <laughs> sort of dear deal. Um, it is basically... That's not too much new. I mean, the, the new things in this game is, is just that, that Miles have some other abilities because he's a different Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He has all the original abilities from, from the first one, but he has his own spin on it as well. Uh, but besides that, it, it's basically just the same game, but with, with you know, a new character. Um, so, but, but, you, but you know what? The first game works so well, the six, so it doesn't... I, I'm not super fussed about it. It works mm-hmm. well. Um, but I, I do think that if they don't shake things up for the third game, that it might start to be a little bit disappointing. But, but I mean, I don't know yet. M- maybe I'll, I'll eat those words when the third <laughs> game comes. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, I really like that game. And along the lines of the Spider-Man game, I installed, did not play, but I installed Batman Arkham Origin, mm. which is the one that was not done by Rocksteady. Um, it's the one that I really didn't play all that much, mainly because when I got it for PC, there were issues loading it. Uh, it just wouldn't load, and I had to go into game files and adjust things, and I hated, I hate games that make you do that. Like, never should I download a game and have to go in and adjust game files to get it to load properly. Uh, unless it's a super old game that I'm trying to get to run on a modern system. Uh, that's the only time that I'll give stuff like that a pass. So I didn't play it before, and then I just recently reinstalled it because I was like, I need something to kind of play and maybe talk about on the show, so I'll download and install this, mm. and I did. I just need to get around to it, but I really want to play that one. Yeah, which one was it, did you say? Origin, Arkham Origin. Oh, Origins, okay, yeah, yeah. because f- funny enough, you know that I at least started playing... Um, 
Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. um, and I had actually had the same issue that my my computer wouldn't play it, and it just straight up crash when I started playing it. So maybe it's just a thing with, with these games that they're not meant to be played. <laughs> no, they're meant to be played. They're oh, good okay. games. They're good <laughs> games. Like Arkham or uh, Arkham Asylum was. I remember. I was still in the military when it came out, and I was playing it on my PlayStation 3 in the barracks and just stayed up all night playing that game because I was so hooked on it. Like, Mark Hamill as the Joker was absolutely excellent. So, they're great games. I'm looking forward to jumping into this one, even though, like, it's a whole different... I think it's a different cast of voice actors that do some of the characters. Hmm. Yeah, Mark Hamill is amazing in in in, in that game. I mean, I, I do feel like I remember that all the the voice actors are pretty pretty mm-hmm. grand in, in that game, but but especially the Joker. Yeah. All right. Well, another game that I jumped into, I played it a bit last night. Last episode, I talked a bit about a game called Fight and Rage, which is a like a side scrolling beat 'em up style game, uh, a la like Streets of Rage back in the day on the Genesis. And I decided to actually go the Streets of Rage route, and I was playing Streets of Rage 4, which is the new newest Streets of Rage game with a different aesthetic than the previous ones, and it is a ton of fun. I love these side-scrolling beat-em-up style games. They just tend to be a bit difficult. Like, I suck at them because they always have nuances that I never figure out and I never take the time to figure out. (laughs) And I just run and I mash the punch button and jump and kick stuff. But this is so much fun. It definitely feels like old Streets of Rage style. Um, It's just a good time. You can't go wrong with this. And I would like to maybe be able to get like selena on it or something or maybe somebody online and just kind of play with them and just have that feeling of playing a beat-em-up with somebody else like that's just a good time to me oh it's only like a year old yeah it just recently came out yeah i i just quickly googled it and and i i really like the style of this um the art yeah it has a very comic book style artwork to it And it's really nice. It was actually a point of contention for quite a few people because if you look at the old style, it doesn't quite mesh with the old style. But I do feel like it adds some of that old school feeling with the with the modern day spin on it. And the best things about these type of graphics is that when you play them years from now, they still hold up relatively well. Um, you can see that in some old Nintendo games and things like that where... They look really good even now because of just like the way that they were made, like their color palette and things like that. They weren't polygonal. If you look at a game like Secret of Mana on the Super Nintendo, it to me still looks better nowadays than like Super Mario 64 because we've been playing 3D for so long now that you look at Super Mario 64 and you're like, uh, Mario, you, you're just so square and blocky, and <laughs> it's just uh, it's unappeasing to the eye. I totally get that. So yeah, go play Streets of Rage Four. Grab a friend if, um, as long as they're within your social bubble. Um, <laughs> grab a friend, <laughs> play. It's online, I believe, so you could grab nobody and just go online and play too. Um, it's a good time, but. I want to move on here and talk with blah, blah, blah. Words are hard right now. Uh, earlier, we kicked off the show talking about Critical Role, mm-hmm. the D&D. And we're going to continue talking a little bit about D&D right now and just kind of yes. generally talk about it because I know that we had a session a while back where it was me, Marty, Cyrub, and a bunch of other people where we were trying to do a one-off adventure. Mm-hmm. And Sai was the DM for that, and at least on my end, it was a pretty good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, and we wanted to do more, but it was obviously headed right into the Thanksgiving winter break style stuff. So the holidays kind of jacked up that plan, and as we all know, whenever there is a break between something, it suddenly becomes impossible to get that same group of people together again. Yeah. <laughs> I also think the issue we ran into was that, you know, some of the most busiest people in this group of ours is also the people who usually GMs. Yeah. Uh, DMs. 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 Yeah, and 
DM is not something to like be taken lightly because there is a lot of prep that goes into being a DM. And I kind of spoke about it. I mentioned it in the Discord when you brought up, you're like, hey, like, I'm thinking on if I'm the DM, would people be willing to jump on and play? Um, and you mentioned that you wanted to do maybe just some of the pre-made adventures. And I was, I'm all on board for that because as I mentioned in the Discord, I feel like even new people, they all want it to be homebrew. Mm. Like, oh, it has to be like my own adventure and I need to plan it. And then they start doing it and they burn out super quickly because it's so much effort. One, <laughs> just to be a DM, like even with the pre-made adventures, like you need to read like the adventure a bit to try to figure out, okay, where are people, what's the goal of the adventure? Where are they headed? Mm. What is the world setting that I'm looking at here? But that's easier because it's, it's there written for you. Well, when you're actually doing homebrew and you have to create everything, you need to be prepared for whatever possibility that somebody might come along. It does add a little bit of extra flexibility in that you can change things up as you see fit, but I'm a fan of pre-made adventure. I, they're there for a reason, mm. okay? They're there for a reason, and I've actually wanted to do like a full campaign with like just the pre-made adventures. And just going like, hey, this is a level one adventure. What level yeah. are you now? Level five? Here, level five adventure. And it's like those same characters building and going through the world that Dungeons & Dragons creators have created. And the books are always awesome. They're just they're just pricey. They are pricey. So let me just rewind a little bit. Because, yeah, where I was coming from was that I loved our little D&D session. And I would like like to just do more. And, and for a while, I've actually been thinking a little bit about D&D. And I have been YouTubing, you know, like how to, to be a DM, how to do this and that. And that's how Critical Role snuck into my algorithm on YouTube and that's how I, I you know got got a, got into them and started watching watching them and I mean I I know that I will not be you know like like Mercer from 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 the get-go <laughs> um I think it takes practice and and stuff like that but I do like storytelling I I do you know come up with ideas and and thinking about stories and things like that um, in my everyday law um, so I was sort of thinking hey maybe maybe I could take that DM, uh, DM spot because I'm pretty sure with my life and how, how we're living over here I could find the time to actually you know prep and, and, and do those things at least that, that aspect I would have down I would have the time to actually um, um, prep for it. but I've never DM before I have done played D and D, but I'm, I would still say that I'm a, I'm a newbie. I'm an, I'm a little bit of a semi experienced newbie because I've <laughs> done a, quite a few different campaigns here and there. Not like those year long campaigns, but just you know something that's taking like a early, like half a year or something to 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 get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've, I've dabbled, I would call it. So, so yeah, so, so that's why I proposed in, in our Discord, hey, would people be up for it if I was the DM? But I was also thinking, hey, how, how the heck, how the heck do you make your own story? Because I, I, that's ultimately my end goal. That's what, where I want to go to. I want to one day with, with either this group or, or just any group do something that I came up with. Mm-hmm. But, Right now, I have no idea. How do you pick your monsters? How 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 many mon? How do you know how many monsters monsters to pick? How do you structure your your story? How do you how do you do all this? So so that's why I was like, hey, maybe if we just did some of the pre made. There's a, a lot of pre made stories, and I've googled like you know stories good for for beginner DMs and beginner groups mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I found some <laughs> someone, and and then I was like, all right, hell, let's do it. So I actually ordered a book with five. Um, like golden golden hits but where one of them is like for for beginners at least one of them before we get for beginners um and i ordered the, the rule book the the you know the, the main rule book and i mean phew, talking about pricey just those two alone and i'm like <laughs> yep that's that's it for this month i'm not going to spend any more money on book for this month that that ship has sailed now um but no but i'm sort of excited to get the books i hope hopefully i will be i'll, I'll have them in my hands within the next 
a few days. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited because it, it's a whole new world to me. And I, I want to, I, I want to get to that point where we're, we're playing my story. Mm -hmm. I guess like my ultimate goal with like D and D would be to, to be a part of a group. Like we hear those stories of people that have been like, yeah, I've been playing with the same group for like five years, mm. five years plus, And I just, I want to be a part of that where it's like every week you're meeting with with a group of people and you're you're playing and it's established that like yeah every week we're meeting bar some some like big thing like it's more of like rather than oh well let me see if i could fit it into my my schedule for that week it's mm. more of like hey everyone i can't do anything on this day at this time because i'm already doing this yeah. Like I want it to be a fixture in my schedule that like I have to work other things around rather than like oh can I do D&D &D this weekend or things like that. And I think that that's kind of where groups end up falling apart. Yeah. Is that a lot of people just kind of are like oh yeah, you know, it'll be fun, blah blah, but it's never just like okay, like this is going to be a real commitment to it. And I want to be a part of a group that that sees it as like a very fun commitment mm. like not as in like uh i have to make room for it every weekend now but rather like hey mom go away okay <laughs> no i'll see you later i have dnd &D to play <laughs> yeah I've, I've watched some some compilations as well on youtube and one of them is is, is actually with Laura, uh our our uh bay uh Laura <laughs> bailey um where she she was at a what's like one of those game award shows and she was actually mm -hmm. nominated um but she left and went because her group was playing D&D &D and apparently some and they're streaming it so apparently someone on Twitter said that one of the others had played with with her dice and she was like I, I, I can't be at this award show now I need to leave so she left and went to the D&D &D group and they were like what the hell are you doing why are you here and and yeah <laughs> so uh, she, she didn't win the award uh, so but but and, and that was revealed while they were actually D&Ding because one of the naturally following the stream of that as well so <laughs> but it's just it just shows you know the passion for this that you know what i shouldn't be here i shouldn't be here at an award show where i won't win anyway let's go play dnd with the with the gang yes like that's good it's like and it's not even just about like playing dnd right it's about like i want to hang out with this group of people every week and have a good time mm. and um and uh, that story reminds me of when you hear the interview with henry cavill about how he almost missed the role of Superman. And the reason being was that he was in a dungeon in World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. And he said that he got the call and he ignored it because he was playing World of Warcraft. And he's like, hey, I'm I'm in a dungeon. I have a role and yeah. priorities. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and I was like, that's Superman saying that he almost missed the role because he was playing a game and... I, I, I want that feeling and I want that feeling mm. for like a group of people like obviously you're gonna miss a week here or there you know but yeah. as we as we all know once you but, take a break it's hard to get back into something yeah. but and, and, and I think some people are like how, how the hell how do you make room for that like once every week or whatever and I'm, I just I'm, I'm just like hey if you play a sport if you play football or whatever you go practice at least once a week mm -hmm. so I mean that that's it it's it's not like it's something completely new, crazy scheme someone has come up with. It's it's quite normal to meet up with other people once a week and do something, right? So yeah, so it should should totally be doable. Mike, have you been been playing? Have you played any like smaller campaigns, or whatever, outside of this group before? Yes, um, when I was still a teenager in high school, my dad played with me. It was that was my first uh, my first adventure was. Me, my dad, my stepmom, and my two younger brothers, like, mm. we all gathered around the table, and my dad started a session up. And it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it, but I was still a bit too young, and I didn't know how to separate myself from the character very well. Mm. So, because I was, like, in an argument with my brother or something, like, I, I personally, I stalled the campaign mm -hmm. because I was being stubborn. And didn't want to do something. It was something stupid. Like, I didn't want to give my brother a scroll. 
I wanted to hold on to this girl. And my roll. dad my dad kind of got fed up and we just stopped. Mm. Um, the next time I played was years later where actually when I was streaming on Twitch quite a bit, I found a group of people and they were getting ready for an adventure and they were all people that I met through Twitch and then they were like, hey, do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's do it. So that was when um, Dugard, the the dwarf, was, was made and... Um, <laughs> We it was a lot of fun. It ended up being canceled because the DM bowed out. He had some personal stuff going on, and that killed the group. Um, so yeah, I've had experiences, and I've wanted to have more. It's just uh, finding the people to do it, and then yeah. uh, once you do find the group, to make sure that you fit well with the group because there are plenty of groups going on, but you just might not fit well with the group. It's like finding mm-hmm. a guild in World of Warcraft. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can find guilds. There are plenty of guilds out there. Plenty of those. But do, so, you, do you meld well? Yeah. So do you have like a favorite moment or something that happened? Because I, I, I know that I have one moment that I absolutely just love uh, that happened. But but do you have anything where you're like, hey, this is such, this is so cool and it only happens in, in this this type of thing? Or okay, whatever. so this was, um, this was more of a funny moment. Um, I was playing... I was playing with that previous group, the one where mm. I was the dwarf. And we had entered this cave and we were exploring it and something happened where we were being chased by a bunch of kobolds from the cave. And there was like another giant creature in the back that was chasing us. And we were trying to run out of the cave and then hide somewhere as quick as possible. I'm a dwarf. So, but I'm not exactly the smartest dwarf. So I'm deciding that I'm going to try and hide behind this small little bush. Um... Problem is that I don't roll very well. So I trip, I fall, my dwarf is kind of knocked unconscious, but he rolls into the bush with his feet sticking out. (laughs) But somehow the enemies run by because they just don't see me knocked out there. And it just continues. It was just like the turn of events was that like, I noticed it, but I wasn't quick enough to notice it. So I tried to stop myself and I fell landed face first and went rolling into said bush with my legs hanging out and still somehow did not get caught. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> I have a pretty but this this was uh in this was Werewolf, the, the role playing game. Mm-hmm. Um where my character I didn't really like to go into werewolf form. He preferred his his humanoid form. Um, so obviously, when combat was happening, uh, you know, he wasn't always super effective <laughs> at doing stuff. Anyway, we're, I think we're in like this alleyway or something, and uh, there's like some stealthy mobs there that we didn't know about when we entered, and all of a sudden they um, they attack us. I think I fail my role. Uh, and I get stabbed with a silver sword that goes through my shoulder. So it goes through my shoulder and sticks out on the other side, basically. Uh, so <laughs> it sticks out of my back. So when it's my turn, I'm like, um, um, I, I have this sword sticking out of me. I can't pull it out because it's silver. Can I run backwards into <laughs> the enemy and stab him with it? Mm-hmm. And and the GM, DM was like, yep, sure, try. Roll for it. And I rolled for it, and I actually, you know, uh, rolled high. It wasn't a natural twenty anything, but I rolled high. So I just imagine my character running backwards while trying to aim, and then just, you know, stabbing someone with the sword <laughs> that's sticking out of my shoulder, out of my back. And the thing that then happened was that, you know, I actually killed him, but you know, then I have my character can't keep the weight of a dead body as well so obviously I fall to the ground and, and cannot do anything for the rest of, of, of the combat session because I'm stuck to this other person no. <laughs> that's, that's fun I I think like a, D, a good DM is simply a DM that allows his players to to do things not necessarily like do things but attempt to do mm-hmm. things yeah. if a character says hey I want to run and try to climb this sheer wall the dm should not be like are you sure like do you really want to do it like no they should be like okay go ahead roll for it yeah Um, yeah. i do like as minimal outside knowledge in the sense of 
Um, we had mentioned before, like, staying in character. And I think that, like, staying in character is a huge thing for me. And if you are asking something, like, then it needs to be clear that it's not your character asking, that it's you asking, like, within the context of, like, the rules of the game. Um, mm. You had mentioned that, like, the critical role folks, like, they stay in their character even when asking questions, like, outside of the game. Um, yep. Me, personally, I don't do that so that the DM can get used to, like, hearing me speak my character. And then they know when it's me asking something versus the character because I go back to my natural voice. Um, yep. Obviously, it all depends on the group. Like, sometimes they can just know if it's, like... a inexperienced dm like they can tell which things are in the context or not but i like to have that differentiate differentiating thing on it um obviously there are certain things that you have to ask especially if you're a newer player um but i do like the idea of not really telling newer players everything mm. and just kind of saying like well you could try and just simply that like no. don't tell them like yeah that's totally within your your skill set like just have them try and like you know that they can't really do it or maybe they can but they don't and they just have that moment of clarity like okay my character cannot my character is a warrior they cannot spontaneously conjure fire with the match and end up burning his hand or something like that type of stuff is like fun it creates a memorable experience and it i think it helps a more natural flow of learning and development for the characters Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the thing is that, you know, if, if it was up to me, then we would be role-playing tomorrow night and it was just a go. But, you know, I'm, I'm also so like, uh, I, I, I'm, I think it's my inner, what's it called? Um, um, oh, imposter syndrome sort of thing. I, 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 need to, I need to know what I'm doing before jumping into it. So that's also like... <laughs> I want to at least have these two books and have read mm -hmm. through them and, and the story and, and get just get a feel for what actually is required to to have ready for to go. Um, but that being said, I have spent money, more money. I've, I've spent money on a small program that I can buy. You could buy it through Steam, where you can actually build your own maps, and it's really easy to use, and you can build maps. And um, one of our in in the group, Amanda, who's in the group, uh, she said that she has been playing with something called Roll20.net, mm -hmm. where you can then set up a board and you can load up your own maps. And the fun thing is that this program exports directly to, oh, to, cool. to that as well. So, um, so, so, so yeah, so I, I want to play around with that and, and, and make the maps and then uh, import them in there maybe. Or, or maybe we'll do the, the tabletop simulator, which we have been doing in, in the past as well. I mean, the thing is, I think as, we'll probably experiment over time and figure out what works works the best but anyway I'm, I'm sort of excited for this and i really want to do this but i'm also scared <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll 20 is really really cool like i remember i used it for just like mapping and rolling dice it was super easy you would do like slash roll and you'd put like d10 and it would just like give you the number Hmm. Um, so it was visible it was clearly able to be seen it was very easy um, I think one of the issues with like tabletop simulator was we had to like grab the dice find it on the board grab it and then like actually like try to roll it with the mouse or just uh, right click roll things like that hmm. and it I like the feeling of rolling dice, so I wanted to roll it, but sometimes it doesn't go where you want it to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't really have that issue with roll 20, um, which is awesome. Mm. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still need to, to play around with it a little bit, but I really, really like uh, as well another resource that we, that we already have been using, which is D&D Beyond, mm -hmm. because I think one of the most difficult tasks for me right now would probably would be to create a, a fresh character. And I think D&D Beyond does an, a really good job at helping with that. It is a little bit uh, weird sometimes with how you add your, your, your gear and things like that. But once you, once you figure it out, it's really cool. I am a very... When it comes to like creating the character, I do prefer the old school like pen and paper style. Um, so I know that I've done, done it where I just simply printed it from D&D and beyond mm. and just kind of like done it all myself but I know that it's not always clear at least for somebody who hasn't been playing for a long time like am I doing this correctly like is that am I reading that correctly is that the item that I'm supposed to have I think I've gotten better at it 
over the last few times that I've rolled new characters. Mm. Um, but I think this last campaign was the first time that I actually created a character in D&D and Beyond. And it was very... Uh, I felt like I was on the back foot. Like, I was like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing here. I don't feel comfortable. While <laughs> writing it out would have been easier for me. But I yeah. mean, that's just a me thing. And I could have spent it, a little bit more time figuring it out. I mean, I think it, it's, it's all down to the experience. How many times you tried it and, and have you figured out how, how these tools work. And I mean, it's the same thing with creating a character from scratch. You know, mm-hmm. the first few times you do it, you're probably in da- a little bit uh, in doubt of, am I doing it right? Um, and, and, you know, it's, at some point you just, you're just mastering it and, and You've done it so many times so it's easy right so well you hope so mm. <laughs> you hope <laughs> it gets easier yeah all right well do you have um have anything else i don't think so i think i think that was it i i just wanted to talk a little bit about D because I, I've, I've been excited excited about it and i'm really looking forward to getting my books so so yeah books are super fun like i always love the D and D books, um, they're especially the hardcover ones. Um, I have quite a few. I have like the player's handbook. I have the Dungeon Master's Guide, which I started looking at and was just like, mm. <laughs> mm. it was a little bit too much for me at the time, so I haven't looked at it. But I do have like the Monster Manual. Um, I have another book there too, which I don't remember quite what it is at this moment. And then I have the starter kit. Uh, I got the starter kit so that maybe like Selena and I could try something one time where like I'll be DM and a character and it'll just be like our two characters kind of together Mm -hmm. Um, adventuring I figured the starter kit would be the best way to go for that Um, so I have a few things I have the essentials kit I don't really remember what's in there but I have it (laughs) (laughs) so I like getting that stuff it's they're cool it stems back to remembering my dad had stacks like stacks and stacks of like not hardcover but soft cover like the adventure books mm. of like all of the adventures and this is back second edition I think D and D when he used to play all the time and he used to be the DM back in the day so yeah. um, I still remember seeing all those books and the covers and just being like that looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to to just look at all the. That's always awesome illustrations in there because mm-hmm. I, I just love fantasy. So you know, it's I'm, I'm I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, well, if you're looking for for a fantasy book to read, go check out The Way of Kings, part of the Stormlight Archive, um, by Sanderson. Awesome stuff. I'm, I'm on book two. I'm almost halfway through it, about 560 pages. Wow. Yeah, it's an investment, <laughs> but it's so good. Everybody should go read that book. The Stormlight Archive is amazing. Go check it out if you like fantasy books. Um, other than that, I think we're going to get ready to head out of here. I mean, we could probably, if we're going into books and fantasy books, we could probably talk for another hour. So let's just say that, yep, we, we got we got this show done. Save <laughs> this for another day. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, so... How do you all out there feel about D&D? Do you guys play? Do you already have a group? Are you looking for another player? What um, <laughs> are your times? Let us know over at Twitter. You can let us know over at 2NerdsMaybeMore. Or blah, blah, blah. Twitter, 2NerdsMaybeMore with the number 2 in front. You can email the show over at 2NerdsMaybeMore at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website, which will have this episode as well as all of our previous older ones over at 2NerdsMaybeMore.com. Other than that, that's all I got for you. Marty, do you have any last words before we get on out of here? Let's take the hobbits to Isengard. Let's take them to Isengard. I don't know why we take them there, but okay. Um, <laughs> we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you for joining us. Have a good night. Have a good day. Whatever it is for you. Take care. We appreciate you. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studios. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.